Welcome to the Hidden Palace with Skyblaze. Good morning, afternoon, evening or night, wherever you are in the world. I'm Skyblaze and this is the Hidden Palace as part of Winterfest 2018 here on Radio Sega. There are an awful lot of people in the Discord chat today. Uh, one of the nice things about Winterfest is that we get an awful lot of people joining us who probably wouldn't normally. So, welcome to the Hidden Palace uh, for Winterfest this year. Uh, I missed last year because I'd only just moved house and my equipment was in bits. Uh, and I couldn't get it to work in time. But I'm here this year! So I'm going to talk about a whole variety of stuff. Um, that I've done research on that I couldn't find a place to find a way to fit it into a full episode. So, first of all, let's talk about uh, ideas, concepts, and games that um, the credit for them, like being invented, is usually given to another studio or company. But Sega actually did it first. So, Pet Club. Inu Daisuke, or Neku Daisuke, uh, it translates to uh, Pet Club Loves Dogs or Loves Cats, is a pet simulator game, or pair of games, that allow you to look after either a kitten or a puppy. It was released for the Game Gear in 1996, but only in Japan. You can choose from one of several different breeds of either cat or dog, and you get to name them. Along with your pet, you can also name the female character who acts as the pet's owner and the player's avatar. You can take your pet for walks, play games with them, as well as train them. The interesting thing that makes this more involved than, say, Nintendogs or Nintendcats is that you pet your pet will grow up, so you get to watch your pet grow into a full-grown cat or dog. There is a nice little cameo by Sonic in one of the playrooms that you have in you the apartment that your character lives in, which I think is pretty cute. It's also worth noting that uh, a lot has been made about um, Pokemon Let's Go, Pikachu and Let's Go Eevee, which are great games by the way, I've been doing streams of them with my husband, uh, with the, the Pokeball where you load a Pokemon into it and you can go on walks with them. Of course, Sega did this with the Chao in Sonic Adventure and Sonic Adventure 2, where you could take them out and have them as like little Tamagotchi characters. I used to love doing that until my uh, VGA, uh, my um, video memory unit ran out of battery. They did tend to do that a lot, because the only way you could stop them from draining all the time was by putting a plastic tab back in so it didn't keep the contact open. It was very annoying. But the other thing is uh, motion controls. As I've mentioned in a previous episode, a device called the Sega Activator which was Sega's try at motion controls long before the Wii. Uh, it was an octagonal ring which corresponded to the directional buttons A, B, C and Start. It was supposed to be usable with any Sega game on the Mega Drive, but the following were designed with the activator specifically in mind. And they were Championship Karate, Eternal Champions, Greatest Heavyweights and Streets of Rage 3. Sadly, the activator didn't tend to work all that well because of the environments that it was used in. If you had a textured ceiling or other instructions like uh, light fittings or ceiling fans, 
it straight up wouldn't work properly because of the way it was uh, it worked by you breaking a light beam that was sent up to the ceiling so if there was a object uh, object in the way it straight up wouldn't work however the activator was modified and used in an arcade game with much greater success that game was Dragon Ball Z VR Versus, where you can play as Goku and others fighting each other face to face with the camera positioned in a kind of over the shoulder view. So the activator button would actually make sense because it was a effectively a first person view. Let's see what the chat is saying. Yep, yeah, Christmas Brits put up the uh, the image of the activator. It's, it was a nice idea, but the, the technology um, just didn't work very well. Now, Jamie's saying wasn't Pet Simulator games around before Sega's attempts on Game Gear. Look at pets. Uh, yeah, Shaddock Croft is saying, yikes, the Sega activator. I know, right? Let's have some music. So, since uh, the pets games were the pet games were on the Game Gear, let's have the a track from Sonic's, and it had a Sonic cameo, from Sonic's Game Gear appearance, or one of his ga Game Gear appearances, um, Sonic the Hedgehog Labyrinth, and after that we'll have a track from Streets of Rage 3, since that was one of the games that were best compatible with the activator. Speak to you guys again after the break. in to Radio Sega, and this is our Winterfest 2018 weekend.
about that. Voice meter decided it was going to hide itself in my taskbar for some reason. Thanks for that, PC! As if you haven't been enough of a pain in my ass today. Right. That was uh, Streets of Rage 3 Fuse and Sonic 8-Bit Labyrinth. Yeah, somebody was saying, like, um, oh, this is the very kind of wintry music. I worked as a DJ for two years. I mostly hate Christmas music now <laughs> through overexposure. So, uh, is it my earpiece or is... That's, that's as high as it goes. Um, it might be your earpiece. Let me just double check my levels because I'm going to get really stupid paranoid now. Sound settings. So TCB is saying that my mix sounds low. Uh, input device. Doing a thing. That's up at 100. That's as high as it goes. Hello. Hmm. I don't know. It seems to be working okay. How is that? Okay. The struggle is real. Yeah, I know. I don't have a very loud voice, to be fair, so it's actually a problem for me. Okay. So, when I, if I say the name, uh, uh, so if, if, let me try that again. If I ask you to name a camera peripheral for a home console, you probably the first thing you'll think of is the PlayStation 2 and the iToy. However, Sega actually did it first with the DreamEye for the Dreamcast. It was released in 2000 compared to iToy's release in 2003. Uh, it was included with the DreamEye, you got a microphone as well. It allowed you to use it as a webcam and you could take uh, images with its amazing 0.3 megapixel camera, which roughly equates to an image size of 640 pixels by 480 pixels. You can then email these images, but after saving them to your VMU, they will shrink in size to a mere 320 by 240 pixels. Sadly, this only got a release in Japan. Again. That's not too much a surprise, since the online functionality of the Dreamcast in general was more accepted in Japan than it ever was in the West, mostly because their infrastructure was a lot better. Uh, um, Game Boy Camera, that was a portable though, not a home console. Yeah, I've been having some problems with, uh, for people who's having problems hearing me, I've been having some problems with my USB ports. Uh, one of them actually died, the one that had my mouse in, I had to switch. So I'm not sure if that's what's causing it. Um, voice meters up on my microphone is up as high as it will go. And it's up as high as it will go on my on Windows as well. So, sorry, you're just gonna have to turn it up. So, Christmas Brit is so Sega is like that YouTube commenter who comments first all the time and actually is. <laughs> okay. And moving on a bit. Uh, weird arcade games from Sega. So, I've mentioned this one before, but it was quite a while ago. Sega Sonic's Popcorn Shop. 
This is a popcorn vending machine that includes a Sonic-themed minigame. You first choose your flavour, which is sweet, salted, or curry. Okay. Then you help Sonic outrun Eggman as you try and get the popping corn to the oven to start popping. You may have seen a nod to this game in Sonic Mania, where it appears in Studiopolis Zone. The game itself... The game... The game... Was, uh, the, uh, I can't speak. The game was released in 1993. Well, I say game. Uh, but it was only released in Japan. Again. Uh, I would have loved this because I'm a huge fan of popcorn, particularly salted and uh, salted buttered popcorn. So I would have played the shit out of this and spent all my money on making Sonic make me salted popcorn. Because I can eat all the popcorn. My husband will tell you. <laughs> AI saying curry WTF, I know, right? And I need fruit saying curry and popcorn. I really want to try that now. Well, you do that, I need fruit, and you can report the results back to us. Along with whatever deplorable things it does to your insides. <laughs> right, as a nod to the Dreamcast, let's have some music from Space Channel 5. And after that, we'll have some music from Studiopolis Sonic Mania. I uh, saying Thai green curry flavour would be fine. If you say so. So let's have some more music and I'll see you after the break.
You're listening to Radio Sega's Winterfest 2018. For our full programming schedule, check out RadioSega.net. Voicemeter decided to hide itself in my system tray. Stop that! <laughs> Bloody useless program. Okay, uh, 
The Discord is talking about food for some reason. Um, you guys carry on there. Okay. Somebody's mentioned deep fried Mars bar. It was Jamie, of course it was Jamie. Yeah, no. Okay, back to the thing that I'm actually supposed to be talking about. So, um, Waku Waku Sonic Patrol Car. In this, you play the role of Sonic as a police officer. Alright, as he drives around in his patrol car. Why he needs to drive, I don't know. But you need to make sure that you steer left and right, avoiding cars, and making sure to stop and allow various little critters that Sonic usually saves in Sonic 1 and 2 to cross the road before you carry on. That sounds kind of cute, actually. Then we have Sega Sonic Cosmo Fighter Galaxy Patrol. Long name is long. In this, Sonic swaps the patrol car for a space fighter jet. Alright, I'm down. In this, you fight through waves of energies in, uh, enemies, I can say words, in pursuit of Eggman and his vertical scrolling shooter. It is only a short game where you are rated on the number of enemies beaten. I kind of want to play that now, because that sounds brilliant. Um, also, have you guys seen the news about the unfinished and unreleased um, Sega Sonic uh, Brothers? Managing, somebody managed to get it to play, which I thought was pretty cool. I might cover that for another kind of cancelled and unreleased games at some point. Uh, finally, we have Sonic Athletics, which has you running on a treadmill as one of eight characters, which includes Sonic, Tails, Knuckles, Amy, Shadow, Metal Sonic, Silver, and Blaze. Once the race begins, you need to hold onto the bar in front of you and run with all of your might to beat your opponents and finish the uh, reach the finish line first. That sounds interesting. It's a it's a way to try and get people fit, I guess. I've seen similar things. People try to do similar things in VR. Um, there's actually like a bike you can get that hooks up to VR, and you can ride around on a bike. So it's slightly more interesting than staring at your bedroom wall, I guess. Okay, let's have some music. And in honor of the uh, bit where. Sonic is shooting through the galaxy, uh, shooting down enemies, uh, in a similar sort of way. I'm pushing this one a bit. Um, Doomsday Zone from Sonic and Knuckles. So here's a fairly brilliant remix from Snappleman called The Doomsday. And after that, because of Sonic Athletics, let's have some Mario and Sonic and at the Winter Olympics, because this is Winterfest. Uh, one of my favourite tracks, Dream Hang Gliding, which was a mix done by Gene Sanaway himself. Uh, Jamie's saying the special stage music from Sonic 3 uh, comes from that Sega Sonic Brothers game. Yeah, I'd heard that. Um, I haven't had much chance to actually look into it in detail, which if I do a show which covers it, I will do. Okay. Let's have some music, and when we come back... I'll be starting the trivia quiz. So, to win a voucher for Insert Coin, who are a rather marvellous company that do a bunch of really cool apparel, bags, t-shirts, jumpers, hats, other stuff, uh, with a video game theme. So here's 
um, Sappleman's The Doomsday, and I will see you again after the break. outside why not stay in and enjoy some toasty sega tunes special audio content plus prize giveaways to keep you company all weekend long this is winterfest 2018 
And we are back. And Jamie has either collapsed on his keyboard or he has a cat or a small child who just did some random characters. Jamie, are you okay? Uh, right. So, that was Mary Wynn Sonic at the Olympic Winter, uh, Winter Olympics, I can say words. Uh, Dream Hang Gliding, and before that it was Snappleman's The Doomsday, which is a classic OC remix track. As Jamie was apparently cleaning his keyboard. <laughs> okay. Uh, I know that Doan's cat occasionally sends messages to us. Um, it's some, written in some kind of code, so we can't understand what the cat is actually saying. Right then, so for a insert coin voucher, it's time to start the trivia quiz, and I'm going to loop my background music so I don't run over it. So how this is going to work is I am going to um, ask all of the questions at once, and the first person to send me all of the right answers will get the prize. Now, in the case of somebody managing to send all of the right answers, um, so... 27, one of those... Okay, right, we're still talking about Jamie doing um, weird characters. A Christmas Brit saying, I want to use the pokey flute as an alarm. That's a good idea, actually. As long as you don't wake up and attack someone because you think they're food. Uh, Super Slide 2 has just arrived. Evening, uh, Skyblaze. Listening to the show. On my way home from work in a car, though. Oh, that is sad, so you probably can't um, participate in, this, in the, uh, the quiz. I think 20 was going to put up all of the questions in screenshot form so people can see them all at once. So, here we go. Is everyone ready? I, I really should have, like, a countdown thing. So, question one. What was the first Sonic game on a Nintendo console? What was the first Sonic game on a Nintendo console? Question two. What was the last game to be released for the Mega CD or Sega CD in Japan? What was the last game to be released for the Mega CD in Japan. Question 3. Bayonetta features a remix of the song Fly Me to the Moon. Who originally performed the song? Question 4. What high-profile person was the first outside Sega to play Nights into Dreams? Number 5. The original concept for Shenmue was a spin-off of which popular Sega franchise?
But do people need me to repeat them at any point? So I should have like countdown music or something. <laughs> I am saying that they're too tight to Google. <laughs> So far, nobody's got all the right answers. So you still got time, guys? Yeah, so far the highest, uh number of right answers I've got is two. I have, yeah, two out of five. Come on, guys! Show me your Sega education! What's amusing me is everybody seems to think they know the answer to number three, and all of them have been wrong so far. I knew from saying it's difficult. I know, I did, wasn't going to make this easy. What do you think this is? Remember the show that you're all listening to? It's probably just as well that Electric Boogaloo isn't here, because Electric Boogaloo would just win. We have a winner! With, uh... That's, I think that's three correct answers. Yeah, so with three correct answers... We have a winner. And that is Rick, who got three correct answers. So, congratulations to Rick, who got three answers out of five correct. Yeah, it was a hard quiz, and I maybe I made it a bit too hard. So, now that Rick has won, if you can get in touch with me so I can have your email address so I can send you the voucher, that would be awesome. Um... I are saying what we need more time. <laughs> Rick, Rick got the three out of five. You said you had to get. Uh, no, sorry, Rick, you only got three. I'm, I, I'm already running several, seven minutes over. I didn't want to spend all to um, all the time in the world on this. So I'm going to go through the correct answers now. So I tell you what, I will give you another two minutes. Jamie has just realised the mistake he made. <laughs> I need Froome's demanding the answers. Okay. 
Right, I will wait until it ticks over to uh, eight minutes past ten in, on my time, on my watch. And then I will reveal what the answers should be. Um, so you have a minute, one of your English minutes, to tell me what the answers should be. Otherwise, it's going to Rick. Okay? Go. And we are out of time. So Rick gets the prize, and here are the correct answers. Now, you can argue with me with you want, but this is my quiz, so what I say goes. So, what was the first Sonic game on a Nintendo console? It was Sonic Advance on the Game Boy Advance. And what was the last game to be released for the Mega CD in Japan? It was Shadowrun, based on the tabletop game. Number three, Bayonetta features a remix of the song Fly Me to the Moon, who originally performed the song. This is the one that everybody got wrong, apart from, uh, uh, apart from Rick. Because the answer is Kay Ballard, not Frank Sinatra. He did a cover. Not well known, but there you go. What high-profile person was the first outside of Sega to play Nights into Dreams? It was actually renowned director Steven Spielberg. A couple of you got, did that, get that one right. Now, the original concept for Shenmue was a spin-off of which popular Sega franchise? It was Virtua Fighter. Quite a few of you managed to nail that one, so congratulations there. So, there is my incredibly difficult quiz. Uh, I'm very sorry if you found that too hard. Um, Rex is saying Frank Sinatra did the most famous version of Fly Me to the Moon. That's very true, but he wasn't the first person to do it. Now then. So I'm going to move on to um, playing some more... Uh, Another another topic, so let's... Ah, I've got another ten minutes, screw it. So, let's... Uh, Jamie's saying, I think it was just too late with that Shadowrun, so you were. I'm sorry. Stream delay. Yeah, I'm sorry. I gave you I gave you guys as much time as I felt I could. There's no easy way to get around this, unfortunately, with the, uh, with the stream delay. That's why I asked all the questions at once. Right, so, one last thing before I do some more music. So, last episode, for those that tuned in, will know that I spoke about um, a spin-off of Eternal Champions. Now, Eternal Champions uh, were originally on the Mega Drive, and then had a sequel called Eternal Champions Challenge from the Dark Side on the Sega CD slash Mega CD. 
Um, there were also two spin-offs, uh, one of which I covered last time is called Experts and it is dreadful. It's really, really awful. And there was another which was called Chicago Syndicate. Now, Chicago Syndicate is a side-scroller where you play as Larson Tyler, who, instead of dying and being entered into the Eternal Champions Tournament, survived and is fighting against the mob who originally got him killed. What? Similarly to Experts, the controls are awful and the gameplay is really not very good, so like Experts, they are both terrible, terrible games. Probably best to be avoided unless you have an emulator. So let's have uh, another. Uh, I played a uh, Eternal Champions remix last time, so I'm going to play the other one that I'm really very fond of. Uh, this one is a kind of sad mix. It's called Perpetual Motion, and it's I think it's a remix of the title track, um, but it remembers. Uh, it, it's, it sounds very sad and melancholy. Um, I think it's great. And after that, we have a track that was requested by Electric Boogaloo uh, from the Sega Screams Volume One. Um, demo disc for the Saturn. This is the menu. Th that's the menu theme. So enjoy those. And after the break, we will have a Chiptune Corner.
whack, and I am running out of time. So, uh, apparently some people have been away from listening to Fidden Palace for so long that they have not familiar with Chipchin Corner. Now this is an area where I introduce you to some chiptune music. Uh, sometimes it's covers of uh, C64 tracks, sometimes it's original C64, Amiga, Atari tracks. Sometimes it's original compositions by chiptune artists. Uh, not Often not Sega related, so you get to experience something a bit different. So here's another one of my favourite chiptune artists who produce original works instead of remixes. Uh, this is Trash80 with their track Icarus. I hope you enjoy it. Speak to you again after the break when I'm going to sign off and let I Need Fruit take over. Which feels all backwards because back in ye olden days he used to be my lead-in. So this is all a bit upside down as far as I'm concerned. So here is Trash80's Icarus. Speak to you again soon.
are back and that was Trash 80's Icarus. Now I am completely out of time so I'm going to have to sign off. But thank you so much to everybody who's tuned in today. Thank you to everybody on the Discord chat and everyone who participated in the trivia quiz. And a special congratulations to Rick who is our winner of the Insert Coin Voucher Code. Now uh, today is my last show for this year but I'll come back next year and I'll be moving to Saturdays at 10pm UK time from now on. So if you want some more Hidden Palace Sega education from me, then that's when you need to, to tune in. Uh, of course there will be some information on uh, the Discord and on the Radio Sega Twitter and Facebook telling you when I'm going to come back next year. Probably mid-January. Thank you again, everybody who tuned in. If you have any ideas for topics you want me to cover in the new year, please let me know. Again, thanks for tuning in. Thanks to everybody on the Discord. I've been Skyblaze. This has been the Hidden Palace at Winterfest here on Radio Sega. Thank you, everybody, and good night. Enjoying the Winterfest? Why not keep listening to Radio Sega once it's over? There's plenty of live shows, and you can even request your favorite music from our playlist. You're listening to Radio Sega, playing the best Sega music 24-7.